cryptocurrency has a ledger behind it. Blockchain. What is blockchain? And what are the uses of blockchain beyond cryptocurrency? Today, we discuss this on Joey's Totally Tech. Blockchain is basically a database that is a ledger of transactions. Typically, it is used for cryptocurrency. It's actually a growing list of records or blocks which are linked using cryptography. Each of these blocks contains a cryptographic hash of the previous block, a timestamp, and transaction data. So, if the blockchain is being used for cryptocurrency, if I send my girlfriend some cryptocurrency, it is written to the blockchain. If I earn cryptocurrency by mining or posting content to a web platform, that too is written to the blockchain. Blockchain, by design, is resistant to modification of data. It's an open and distributed ledger that records transactions between two parties in a verifiable way. A blockchain can be used as a distributed ledger, and in that case, it's typically managed by a peer-to-peer -peer network that collectively adheres to a protocol for internode communication and validating new blocks. Once the data is recorded, it cannot be altered retroactively, at least not without alteration of all subsequent blocks and that requires a consensus of the network majority. That might have confused a lot of you, but basically blockchains are very secure. Blockchain was invented by either a person or a group using the name Satoshi Nakamoto in 2008, also the creator or creators of Bitcoin. The first blockchain served as the public transaction ledger for Bitcoin. No one knows who Satoshi Nakamoto is as he, she, or they have kept their identity secret. The invention of blockchain made Bitcoin the first digital currency to solve a problem known as double spending, a flaw in digital currency where the same currency could be spent more than once. Private blockchains have even been proposed for business use. Beyond cryptocurrencies, blockchain has been used in other industries. The financial industry has started implementing distributed ledgers in banking. Banks are particularly interested in blockchain because of the potential to speed up the back office settlement systems. Not all banks are fans of blockchain, however. Berenberg, which is a German bank, has called it an overhyped technology that has large numbers of proof of concepts, but has challenges and not many success stories. 
2017, a video game called Crypto Kittens was launched, which used blockchain. The game, however, caused problems on the Ethereum blockchain and caused significant congestion. At the time, it was estimated that 30% of traffic on the Ethereum network was for CryptoKitties, but it demonstrated how blockchains can be used to catalog game assets. Blockchain is even being used in supply chain logistics and management. Walmart and IBM have been running a trial to use blockchain-backed systems for monitoring the supply chain, and I found this one particularly interesting. Walmart, along with nine other companies, have partnered with IBM to create a blockchain for tracking food through its own supply chain on a global scale. This is called the Food Trust blockchain. It's able to track where food is coming from and where it is shipped. And let's say there's E. coli contamination found in some romaine lettuce. Well, they're able to trace it back to the farm that it came from and then find other stores that received that lettuce from the farm and make sure it's removed. Food Trust is one of the big non-cryptocurrency uses of blockchain that I'm aware of. With current situations, China is using blockchain to fight coronavirus, specifically the one that causes COVID-19. Chinese startup Hyperchain has created a blockchain-based donation tracking platform, Shanzon. Donors are able to track their donations at every stage to see where the money goes. Meanwhile, Shang Shu Bao, a Chinese insurance firm, is using blockchain to process claims which has reduced paperwork and the need for back-and-forth document delivery to clinics. This also mitigates the risk of infection from face-to-face -face contact. The platform also enables the review, recording, and tracking of demand, supplies, and logistics of epidemic prevention materials. Blue Cross Asia Pacific Insurance in Hong Kong is also utilizing blockchain to reduce paperwork involving health services. Encilico's AI-based system is being used to identify new molecules that could be used for potential medicines. And Acor is providing blockchain technology to healthcare and life sciences institutes to track and visualize the virus outbreak around the world. China has also used blockchain to trace and confirm the source of public announcements in hopes to eliminate fake information. Now, that's not to say China didn't hide information. At first, they did, but that's another story. And it isn't just China using blockchain for this. The company, Odom, is providing free access to its blockchain education and credentialing platform to educational institutions that have closed because of COVID-19. The platform was designed to fit existing learning management systems and curricula. It allows educators to use digital certificates of completion and achievement for its classes that they teach online. 
students' activities can be tracked working remotely, so when the students go back to school, the schools can track what they've accomplished and register it on the blockchain and bring it back into the traditional accreditation system. Institutions in Italy, Ireland, Germany, and Egypt have been interested in this platform. Oral Roberts University has added courses to this platform as well. Fake products and medical equipment have been an issue, so blockchain is being used to ensure products and equipment are genuine. It can ensure that transactions are transparent and traceable. It turns a supply chain into a digital chain of permanently visible blocks. This maintains trust between all parties. It's also being used to minimize inflation and ensure the right equipment gets to the right people at the right price. These are really interesting uses for blockchain for what's happening right now. When I first planned on doing this episode, coronavirus was not yet a huge concern for Americans. Yet now, we are on lockdown and the virus has become big. Blockchain technology, however, is being used and we could be further behind if it weren't for blockchain. It's interesting how a technology initially intended for cryptocurrency is also able to help in the current world health situation. Hey everyone, it's Joey, and I'm recording this for my iPhone 6S. Have you heard about the Anchor app yet? If not, let me explain. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. I'm recording from my phone right now. I normally use my professional microphone at home to record, but hey, I'm showing that you can do this on the phone too. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast. There's no minimum listenership required. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the Anchor app in the Apple App Store or Android's Google Play Store today to get started. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. So we see that blockchain is not just for cryptocurrency anymore. We've seen some of the current uses for blockchain to benefit people as well. What does the future of blockchain look like? Where are we going with it? With both cryptocurrencies and blockchain in general? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to share them either on the Joey's Totally Tech Facebook page and the Facebook Manager or on the Anchor app. Send me a voice message there. Due to the COVID-19 outbreak, my birthday trip has been postponed until a later date. So now I will be doing an episode on April 6th. 
for this episode, I invite you to call in on the Anchor app or contact me on Facebook Messenger and give your thoughts on the topics I've covered from the launch of my podcast to this point. Please make sure your thoughts are given by March 27th. Also, don't forget to ask your tech questions. One of the things I've wanted to do with this podcast is answer your tech questions and, well, I haven't received any yet, so please put those in as well. Also, I'd like to quickly talk about supporting this podcast as I've waited to talk about this. It's a fairly new podcast. I'm so thankful for those of you who have listened to this podcast so far. If you find that this podcast has benefited you in any way, I ask you to consider supporting the podcast financially through the Anchor app. Now, I know we have Anchor as a sponsor, but it's only kind of beginning for us, and it's not paying that much right now. So any financial support from the listeners is greatly appreciated, and you can start for as little as 99 cents per month. You could do it at three tiers, $0.99 cent per month, $4.99 per month, and $9.99 per month. Again, you could do so through the Anchor app. Thank you for your support of this podcast, and I plan on continuing to provide great content to you. COVID-19 hasn't stopped the tech news as Apple is bringing trackpad and mouse support to the iPad, GameStop refuses to close during the lockdown, major streaming services in Europe are lowering their resolutions, a gaming PC company is making medical masks, and the Xbox Series X specs have been revealed. This is the tech news on Joey's Totally Tech. Apple is bringing trackpad and mouse support to the iPad. You're able to get this new feature on the iPad Pro by spending $299 or $349 on Apple's new Magic Keyboard. You can get it on a regular iPad with Logitech's $150 keyboard case as well, or use an existing Bluetooth mouse or trackpad. Basically, the way it works, the pointer will only appear when you need it. It won't be persistent on the screen at all times, but appear when you're touching the trackpad. The pointer will be a circular dot. Apple claims the shape makes the most sense for the iPad, which is fundamentally designed around touch. But it can change shape based on what it's pointing at, much like the desktop mouse cursor and how it turns into a hand, text cursor, or resize arrow but it's a little different on the iPad. It will change shape to be the size of the touch target area for a button. You'll be able to do all the mouse stuff you'd expect, like selecting cells and spreadsheets, or touchpad functions like pinching and zooming. It might be better for manipulating text, selecting, copying, pasting, and dragging blocks of text around it, 
will apparently be easier than what's currently required on the iPad. But one thing you can't do is have traditional Windows like you'd have on a desktop or Windows tablet. They're sticking with their rethinking on how we move and rearrange Windows on the iPad like with split screens and slide overs. GameStop stays open during the COVID-19 pandemic, claiming it's an essential retailer. Microsoft and Apple stores may have been closed due to the pandemic, but GameStop has chosen to stay open. One would think they would have closed, as video games aren't exactly seen as essential, but GameStop claims it is an essential retailer because they sell products needed for working at home and online learning. Employees and management have been told to tell police that tried to shut them down to refer the officers to higher management who will show the documentation that proves they are essential. This comes in a time where GameStop is not doing well and many expect the company to be bankrupt by the end of the year. Hey guys, a little update since I did the recording on GameStop. GameStop has changed its policy and they will be shutting down all U.S. stores this weekend. Actually, that was of, as of March 21st. So that has changed. GameStop is now shutting down and closing all stores as of March 21st, which is actually Saturday uh, they did that. So that was news to me. I just noticed Sunday night right at midnight, and this is going right into the podcast right now. I haven't had time to do much editing with it right now, so it's going to be kind of awkwardly placed there. Sorry about that. Now back to the news as it regularly is. Major streaming services are reducing video quality in Europe amid the COVID-19 crisis. The European Union has called on the streaming services to reduce the streaming quality at YouTube, Netflix, and Amazon in order to prevent internet outages and reduce the load on the ISPs. Due to the outbreak, more people are finding themselves at home which has resulted in a heavier reliance on the internet. The EU Commissioner Thierry Breton tweeted a call to action aimed at Netflix and other streaming services about securing internet access for all. Directly from Twitter, Important phone conversation with at Reed Hastings, CEO of at Netflix. To beat hashtag COVID-19, we are hashtag staying at home. Teleworking and streaming help a lot, but infrastructures might be in strain. To secure internet access for all, let's hashtag switch to standard. Definition, when HD is not necessary. YouTube is now following Netflix, though in a different fashion. Netflix has gone down the path of lowering its bit rate where YouTube is changing the initial resolution, but you can change it yourself back to a higher resolution. Netflix is keeping high definition and 4K streams available, but reducing the bit rate, while YouTube is defaulting to 480p within the European Union. Gaming PC hardware company Razer 
is going to make masks to help prevent the spread of coronavirus. The company has converted some of its factory lines to make masks instead of mice and keyboards. The company plans to manufacture and donate up to a million masks to the health authorities of different countries globally, beginning with its home nation of Singapore. Designers and engineers have been working around the clock to accommodate the shift in manufacturing. And finally, the Xbox Series X specs were revealed. This past Monday, Microsoft revealed the Xbox Series X specifications. It will have an 8 cores Zen 2 processor at 3.8 GHz on the 7 nanometer node a 12 teraflop GPU with 52 compute units at 1.825 gigahertz and a custom RDNA 2, 16 gigabytes of GDDR6 memory, one terabyte custom NVMe SSD and a 4K UHD Blu-ray optical drive. This has been the tech news, and this has been Joey's Totally Tech. Thank you for listening. I will catch you next time.